You're listening to Inward with Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Joey as he guides us through the world and major works of Kabbalah, Hasidic masters, and Jewish philosophy, shedding light on the inner life of the soul. Okay, so Be'ezras Hashem, we're continuing with the Lashem Shabbat Loima Haktamus Sha'arim, Shar Aleph, Parakei. Amnanhu, Ka'asher Nisboinin Bazer, Anuroyim Ki Inyan Hazer Hasheni, Hinihu Behechre Kamkin Rak Me Inyan Harishan Atzmoy. Meaning to say what we spoke about last week with regards to the two reasons that we're able to refer to the Shemos of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which are the vehicles that contain the incomprehensible <coughs> essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu without being the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the way they're Neskala in Atzilas, we said they're called Giluyim. And the Leshem's Kasha was, but they're not Giluyim because HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we know, is not Neskala in the worlds of B'riyat, Zir, and Asiyah, but it's a Ha'ara de Ha'ara. It's a shine of a shine in a kind of a recycled, interrupted type of way. So the Kasha was, how can we refer to them as Giluyim? And the implication of a Giluy, of a revelation, is that it is the thing itself that's being revealed, which would mean that the division between the world of Atzilus and the world of B'ritzira and Asiya, which we hold so dear in order to ensure the, the proper separation between Kedusha and Chol, we see that it's a little bit more flimsy than we would have assumed. So the Leshem Shoev says that there's two reasons which are really rooted in one reason as to why these things are called Giluyim in spite of the fact that they are not revealed in an actual way as they exist in their essence. And the first reason, I believe, and, and I might be confused on this right now, but the first reason that the Leshem Shoev gave with regards to why they are called Giluyim is, give me one second just to, to, to hold cup in this for a second, the reason that the names of HaKadosh Baruch are considered Giluyim is Aleph because they're not really Giluyim. They're, they're Giluyim in the aspect of Yediyas HaMetziyas as opposed to HaSagas HaMahus. So Zatulashem, that in truth, they're Giluyim in the aspect that we know of their existence, but we don't know of their essence, Bechlau. Meaning to say we have a language of it, but the language is merely a vehicle that contains an essential thing inside of it. We don't have access to the essential thing, so to speak, inside of it, which would be hasagasamohus, an experience and an ability to lay claim with certitude to the grasp of Atmusayas Barak Kavyachol. But we do have the knowledge of, of what it is. How do we have that knowledge? What we have that knowledge through the Shemos that are revealed to us by way of, by way of Chazal, Tarish HaBichsav, Tarish HaBalpeh. Meaning the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is present in those Shemos and that we have the ability, Bechol Kareinu, a love, that when we call out through the names themselves, we're engaged in an impossible way of breaching all of the necessary distance that exists between the infinite and the finite. And somehow these <coughs> names, Kavyachol, of Akadish Baruch Hu, rooted in Shem Havaya, Yud Kei Vav Kei, represent the full totality of the direct process to Atmus Yisbarach Kavyachol. And so the Leshem is saying over here, we have access because the names have been revealed. So we have a knowledge of its existence. Right. 
a knowledge to apply it and, and, and cognitize the, the notion that such a thing exists. But the knowledge that such a thing exists does not translate into the experience that it is fundamentally real, as real and more real than anything that we can consider real. That remains removed from human grasp until the future, but at the same point, even when it's revealed in the future, it will never be fully revealed because whatever we feel we've grasped will ultimately be revealed retroactively to have only been an aspect of what is graspable because it's Kedusha Asilamalim Kedusha Seichem. But nevertheless, in the future, there will be a notion of Hasaga Samohus. We'll know, we'll have an experience in some way or form. As the Svar Makadoshim point out, that in the future, the, the, the veil that covers over the face, that blocks the direct encounter, which necessitates the, the progression and procession of knowledge by way of teacher, student, and teaching, that will no longer be necessary because you'll see it in an ofen of hasaga samahus. Not that that's the actual hasaga samahus, like we said, but that it's an aspect of the hasaga samahus. But the first reason that Leshem gives that we can call these things giluyim is because be'emes we have a hasaga of the shemos, of the names, the language of the Arizal, in spite of the fact that we don't know what it represents. And then the Leshem Shorev as we said, as he typically does, he goes down into a second, deeper answer, which in the end he'll walk away from but have made us aware of this. That he says that really, you can really call them giluyim in the sense that even though we don't have a saga samahus, nevertheless, they are mamish mislabish in the world's of Yitzir and Asiyah. That the distinctions and the boundaries and the partitions and the tzimtzumim and all of the mechanics of concealment that enable a Kaddish Baruch Hu to be revealed in the worlds of separation in an intelligible, cognitizable way in spite of the fact that they're all real and mamashi and as real as real can be, they're also somewhat unreal. They're also not as sturdy as we consider them to be. And we said that this is the secret very often that the Arizal and the Zohar Kadosh and Torah Moshe gives us access to. It's, it's, a, it's a shape of shapelessness, so to speak. It's a system, it's, it's the possibility of grasping something in spite of the fact that the system says we can't grasp it, and it's believing in the system that says we can grasp it in spite of the fact that we can grasp it. That it's written and erased at the same time. It's written as a chakika, as an engraving. Meaning the, the, the voidedness, the halal of the ability to believe in these ideas and to understand these ideas is at the very same moment they're, they're upholding. And so the Lashem is saying here that all of these partitions and, and the mechanics and the gvul and the mesach and all of the pargodim and the tzimtzumim, in spite of the fact that they work fundamentally, nevertheless, at the core of B'riyat Sir Nasiya, one can come to something referred to as hasaga samuhus. But then the Lashem says, and he speaks it back, and he says, I'll call upon him in the end of the day, really it's not true hasaga samuhus, because that's an impossibility even in the future. And it's still just, they're referred to giluyim because their names are accessible to us in spite of the fact that we do not have access to their essence. He walks back. Right. He walks it back. Mm. But like Rabbi Nachman describes in Tarek Haftalid, the walking it back is not undoing what he said. Right, negated, right. Meaning this is the Leshem is writing. We've spoken about the Leshem is a system of writing. In order to write, one has to write in the duration of events. One thing is true first and the next thing is true afterwards. You can't write simultaneously. But Kiyu, if a person sees the Leshem Shavavachaloma as he is hidden in the text and buried in the text and it's Kiyu Bal Hashmua Omed Lafanecha 
As Chazal tells us, we have to learn, as we've learned already, it's especially true by the Svarim of Leshem Shem then we have to be able to abstract the text and understand that these ideas are taking place simultaneously. <laughs> that both reasons that they're called the Gilui is taking place simultaneously. On the one hand, all we have through the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and expressions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Yidiyah Samatsiyas and not Hasaga Samahus. A knowledge of its existence and the opposite of grasping its essence. But at the same point, we're also grasping the essence to a degree that we come to understand that we're not really grasping. So we're grasping and not grasping at once. Like Mati Valoi Mati Bevasachas. Touching and not touching at once. That's the upholding of the paradox. That the Kedusha of Trein HaFechem and Echad. Right? We said the law of non-contradiction. That A and B, if they're in opposition to one another, they can't maintain a perpetual existence at once. Something has to give. That's the law of non-contradiction. Kabbalah and Panimi Satora doesn't only break through the law of non-contradiction, but we take the law of non-contradiction and we place it at the very crown of the entire system. That train hafacham echad is the ability to say one thing and its opposite at the very same moment and to allow those things to be upheld in their impossible dance by way of the, 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 the pella ha'elyon, the wonderment of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that allows two opposites to engage, to reveal something even stronger. And so to see the Leshem's writing as an iteration of speaking these truths simultaneously. It's like uh, David Malka Mashiach says that achas zushamati. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke once, and I, by nature of being human, heard it twice. Hmm. It's not that we can't hear it once because we're not good enough. The, the, the functioning of a human being is to hear the, the double nature of it. Zerbi Nassim talks about the kol chazer, the echo that we typically hear. That our job in this world is to hear the echo and return back to, to the source of the baskol. Beseder. Hmm. Okay, so we'll, uh, we'll go right there. Be'ezer Sashem. Amnan hu. When we pay a little bit of attention to this, meaning to say, this second Indian that in truth we can grasp the the hasaga samuhus of atzmusis barach as its mislabish and the shemos which express themselves in the partzuf and ba'ul ma'atzilus. In truth, it's truly fundamentally rooted in the first reason, me'inyan arisha and atzma, which is that in the end of the day, it's only yidia samatzias and not hasaga samuhus. Meaning to say that all of the revelations and all of the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that are expressed throughout the entirety of the Torah in its fullness, meaning Torah Shabbat Peh as well, In truth, they are removed entirely from any grasp or actual holding by any creature. Meaning if you're a creature, you can't grasp the Creator. Meaning to say that even if you want to claim that there's an actual grasp, the actual graspability emerges only from the sensually sensed expression of these names or these expressions in their more physicalized or, or material form. Meaning it's only the chitzonius of these gibliyim. Yeah, so even if you want to say, right, even if you want to say you're masig the mahus, like we said in the second reason earlier, you can still fall back on the fact that no, it's still considered only yidiyah samansiyas and not hasaga samahus. Why? Because you're only being masig the chitzonius, which be'erech the pnimius, the chitzonius is always going to be nachshav just as a shame. Because we know a name is an expression outwards. And so the Lashem continues and he says, That 
that in truth the only graspability that we have in terms of what the letters, the Chafbez Asfand Araisa, what they offer us, the shapes of the letters and all of the names, it's only from the Tzad that they've been written down on cloth, on animal hide, in black ink upon white spaces, meaning the physical, so to speak, expression of it. And even if a person is only conjuring up an image of a letter in their mind, they're not actually writing it, but they're only writing it in their thought. Nevertheless, the emergence of that shape within the mind prior to or after the ability of writing is in truth only experienced by us through the shape and the forms in which it is formed in its actual material form. Meaning, even if it's not mushrash and ksiva, the machshava is still rooted in ksiva. One can say it's like a writing in the mind already, because it's the same osios. And furthermore, even if you wanted to say that the mind is able to extract the pure, con- the pure concept of the letter ir- without the need to go down to the images and the physical forms, even thinking is a davagashmi. Even thinking in our minds. We don't know what thinking is because all we have is a thought that is associated with gashmias. And there's no capacity for us to have any ability to imagine or depict, but rather imagine, to create an image in the mind of any form of spirituality that is devoid of Geshem, that is completely devoid of physicality in any way. Uh, the only grasp, the, the handles of our mind are the Davar Gashem. Okay. Or the gashmius of it, meaning not the davar gashmi chalila, but the hisgashmus of it. Hisgashmus means the emergence and the congealment of that thing from its most refined form into a further congealed form. That's what seder ashtashlus means. I meaning we always think in pictures, so we think in, in depiction, images, or 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 the opposite of an image or a non-image, which right. is still negation of an image. Right. Meaning right. we we don't have the ability. The mind doesn't right. have the ability. Think of blackness. I'm thinking of blackness. It's no already picture. a color. It's already magus. Right. Right, right. We can't think of nothing. We can't think, can't of, nothing. think of nothing. Right. Mm. At least in a revealed way. Mm. Meaning, so the Lashem is saying, whether the thoughts are rooted in physical forms or the thought itself is a physical form, it's not considered a but except for you know, the chitzonius of the giluyim. But nevertheless, either way you strike it, whether it's the thought or the image, imagination within the mind, both of them are still only going to be rooted in the shapes of the names in their graspability to us through the forms that are built and made out of physicality and, and form. That is, mamish, the physical expression of black ink, of upon the, the parchment. And they mamish emerge, they emerge as the images of the letters through the writing of the scribe. And it's obvious that the essence, so to speak, of His Holiness, so to speak, is, is completely removed in the farthest possible expression of removal from being grasped in some form or another like this, like black ink upon a page, in the tachlis, in the fullest expression of the negation and distance of thought from such a notion. So what's the proof of this? 
What's the proof? That even after all of the holiness of the letters of the name of Havaya Baruch Hu, and all of the names, these signs, they are not inherently holy. The only thing that is inherently holy is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is removed from our capacity or grasp. Even the holiness of the letters themselves are still chitzayni from the Gilium. How do we know? Because there's no inherent Kedusha to them. Their only Kedusha is revealed when they're written Lishma Davka. So, God forbid, a person wouldn't come to worship the notion of this Mugushim thing, even the Torah, for its own sake, but only through the Lishma, the or of the Orin Sof, that's Neskalev, Amru Beferish, Begitin Dafnin Daladamid Beis. Shakal Sefer Torah Sheena Azkaros Shalak Suvin Lishman Enam Shavklum. That any Torah whose names and expressions of the names are not written lishma, it's worthless. And the reason for this is because why? Because the existence of the shape of these letters as they exist in front of us is built upon and rooted in the form and the matter and the gashmus and the physicality. And therefore it is fundamentally necessary to understand that they bear no inherent guf of elikus whatsoever mitzar atzmam on their own. It is only through the hisbashtus, the expression of the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which engarbs itself and expresses itself and rests itself within those letters once they are written l'shma. As well as all of the other tanayim and all of the prerequisites of holy writing. We know the Leshem was doing this. The Leshem made his own ink. The Leshem was toivel before he wrote. The Leshem was doing exactly what he's describing. And then, somehow, impossibly so, through the kavana of the ksav, through the kavana of the seifer, there exists now within these letters an expression of or And they are filled. They are not identifiable with, but they are filled with the holiness of Elikus, with godliness. Especially the yud kevavke, the shem havaya baruchu, shenikra shem ha'etzem, which is referred to as the essential name, as we discussed discussed in the first few prokim. Because somehow, some way, cramped in and, and measured in and folded into these letters themselves is the re- irreducible remainder, the quintessence of Atzmuso Kavyachol, which is Niskale in the world of Atzilus through the secret of the Razal Ben Nusa, and then expressed in the Shem Havaya. So the Shem Havaya is Mamish Bechol Karenu Elav. When we say and when we call out to the Shem Havaya Baruch Hu, in spite of the fact that it is not identifiable with the Atzmuso Yisbarach, it is the only access point that we have to Atzmuso Yisbarach. And the revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light and that Nikuda Tamsois of the Atzmus Yisbarach Shemoy that is Nislabish through all of the Tzimtzumim within the Oisios that are Nisgala as the Partsufim in the world of Atzilus. All of those, that Shem Havaya has no Levush, it has no concealing factor. Every other name is rooted in a, a concealment of sorts. In spite of the fact that all of them are only speaking and directed towards him. Nevertheless, Nevertheless, all of those kinuyim and all of those appellations and nicknames, so to speak, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which are described based on his maisim, so to speak, as we've seen, all of those are already through concealment devices. 
Sachim Belushim. Lachain Loinik Rashem Haetzim Elarak Hashem of Ayabarahu. And therefore, the only name of a Kaddish Baruchu that's referred to as the Shem Haetzim is Yud Kei Vav Kei, Vuhu Diukna Shal Melech Malchem Lochem Akadish Baruchu. And it is the image, it is the depiction, so to speak, of the Melech Malchem Lochem Akadish Baruchu Kinizkal El, which obviously is why we can't say it, and we have to say it by way of the appellations themselves, as we're going to see. Asher Boin Iskalat Musa Gufal Yatzilas. That it's specifically through these Oisios, so to speak, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in the Skala, his essence, so to speak, through the world of Atzilas, and it is specifically there where HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself to us, and that is towards which all of our Avodah is. A love, to him and not to his attributes or his traits, to him in his essence, so to speak. Ah, we can't be Masik the Atzmusa Yisparach Shemoy Bechlal, as we said. Elama, the secret, the Razad Leim Nusa of the Shem Avaya, is that in spite of the fact that it is the Kayach Agbul and limited, nevertheless it bears the mark and it contains the essential quintessence of the, the Bilti Gvul. Hmm. And that's why the Shem Havai is going to be the Torah. That's why uh, the, the secret of Yiddishkeit is the ability to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu how? Through the Torah itself. Not to be nisdama to oneself that they could ki'ilu jump from the bottom all the way to the top without the Torah or without Shem Havaya Chas V'Shalom. We've had such a thing in history where people conceive of such a thing and what happens quickly is that the individual in separation becomes identifiable with the infinite, God forbid, yeah. and man becomes God, so to speak, chas v'shalom. But the secret of Yiddishkeit, the Razan Leim Nusa, is that there's always a separation, the Shem Havaya. But the Shem Havaya, somehow, some way, B'derech Razad Leim Nusa, the secret of faith, mm-hmm. contains the quintessence of Atzmusi Yisbarach Shemo as it's Nislabesh, and in spite of the fact of all of the Levushim and the many Tzimsumim that have gone through in order for Atzmusi Yisbarach Kavyachot to be Niskala in the Shem Havaya of Oilam nevertheless, it remains as it always was. Ani Rishon Ani Achron, I am as I am. I will be without any shifts or changes. Bein the Shem Havaya Baruch Hu contains that Atzmusis Baruch. And that's the only way we have access to it. A love, a love, B'derech Midoisav. Meaning it says, a love, V'loy Lemidoisav. You have to reach out to him in his essence, so to speak, and not to his attributes. Ah, but we can't reach out to him. So what Ravitcha Meyer Shlita points out over and over, and it's a matbeya that I believe was coined by the Tzaddik, is that... You're right. It's a love right? We never want to serve, God forbid, and, and fall into the traps of heresy of thinking that we're, we're serving any revelation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, God forbid. The tantamount of, of heresy. But on the other hand, so it's a love to him, but we can't come to a love. We can't come to him. That's Atzmutso. It's, it's Meshulah Batachlis Ashlila. Elama. A love B'derech Midoisav. Zakta Rebbe, that a love through his midos, meaning we need to utilize all of the midos, all of the giluyim, all of the partsufim, all of the shemos, as they're expressed, especially shemavaya, in the world of Atzilas, and we need to understand that that is the only vehicle through which we have an access point to Atzmusius Baruch Kavyachal. How or why? It's that's possible? The... It's possible to? to... It's, it's not because we're masig Atzmusius Baruch Shemo, but because the mechanism of shemavaya is such that it's the secret of faith that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has created Be'oifen Pela, that it's, it's, there's a shivayon, that when a yid taps into the Shem Havaya, we're, we're accessing Atzmusis Baruch Shemo in spite of the fact that it is impossibly removed from us. Hmm. That's the secret of the Shem Havaya. That's the secret of the Torah. Amazing. So you don't have to understand. You're not... You can't understand how it's working. In the end of the day, it's exactly what the Leshem is telling us about what Liman HaKabbalah is. We're reading this not because we know what we're talking about. 
right. not because we know what Oilam HaAtzilis is, not because we know anything at all. We're reading this because this is the language, the language that is conveyed to us. And when we access that language, we somehow, some way, because the Lashon of Kabbalah of the Arizal is the Lashon of Atzilas. Somehow, some way, when through our kol and our dibor and the machshava and the ratzon and the reusa deliba that the Lashem says is the vehicle which carries all of our avoida, all of our birurim up to the world of Atzilas. The only thing that goes up to the world of Atzilas, it's not machshava, it's not dibor, it's not maisa, it's not ratzon, it's only the reusa deliba, the desire at the deepest part of the self in its avoida. That's the only thing that brings what we have down here up to the world of Atzilas, which allows us to then begin the process of really accessing and really drawing down and elevating through the, the deepest Tasaga that we can have. But it's not because we know why. It's a chayk. It's a chayk. It's a chayk, which is why if you try and demetaphorize this and figure out what the real nimshal is, you're missing the point. The, the mushal is the nimshal. We don't know anything. But we have the language given to us. It's a giloy. The ari is a giloy. As Leshem says, it's just like Rashbi and the Zayra This It's just like Shlomo, Melech, and Shir Shirim. And it's like Moshe Rabbeinu in, in, in Tyrus Moshe. Let's go weiter and finish up this uh, this parak Ezra Sashem. Amnan but nevertheless, we've already explained that all of the Raimimus of all of these names, especially the Yud K, Vav K, which is Bechol Karenu, a love, Mamish, that when I call out to the Shem of Ayah, Mamish accessing Atmusi Sparach Kabyachol, in spite of the fact that it accesses that place, it's only through the light of His Holiness, so to speak, that rests within them and fills them in all of their fulfillment. It turns out, that nevertheless, even though we express now that even if you want to say we can mamish have a real hasaga, a real hasag of Shem Havaya, in its essence, musagim v'giluyam alinurak basagat v'yusas It's still rooted in the sensual experience of a human being by way of that which is revealed and graspable. V'hu lirois eneinu mamish. And it's what our eyes are mamish seeing. Im kol zeh hinei or kedushasi yisparach shemoi hashoira bahem. Nevertheless, the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Kedusha, that is Shoira in these letters, Asher through which this Kedusha, through which these letters take on their true form as being expressive of the revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's essence, so that it can be grasped or described in some depiction or imagination. Nevertheless, the inner interiority, that light of which is Niskala in the Atzilus, which is the Tamsis Haha'ara of the Or Ein Sof Kavyachol, Ba'atzmus Kavyachol. So, nevertheless, that remains distant from us. I thought I was wise, I was grasping the letters, but in truth, the essence of what exists within those letters, this is not the Lashon Olashon, this is just a muscle. But, um, but, but those letters, the, the essence of the letter remi- remains distant from me. As if one has never even begun to search it out. It's as concealed. That even after HaKadosh Baruch has revealed himself to us by way of the Shem Avaya Baruch as well as all of the names that emerge from therein, 
in truth, the entirety of the Torah is revealed by way of the Shem Havaya. And based on the Kabbalah of Mari Sarug, like we spoke about in the first year, that we're going to see in the Oilam Amamlush Be'emes, the entire Torah comes from the Ariga of the Oisios, of the Yud, K, the Bav and the K, which is the beginningness of the entirety of the Torah. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, in the end of the day, after all has been said and done, the essence of the light of this holiness itself is perpetually and always going to be distant and removed from the capacity of grasp whatsoever. And in truth, when it comes to the actual essence, so to speak, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is in the Slavish itself, in the Oisius of the Shemavaya, which is the Shairish of the Gilim in the world of Atzilus, that contains the quintessence of Atzmusis Baruch Nevertheless, nevertheless, in the end of the day, all we have there is a Yidiya Samitsiyas and not a Hasaga Samahus. So what the Leshem is helping us out with over here is that in the end of the day, in spite of the fact that there might even be a Hasaga bin Mahus, never come to think that any Hasaga of Mahus is ever the actual Hasaga of Mahus. And in truth, every Hasaga Samahus can be retroactively revealed to only be Diyas Samitsiyas, because in the end of the day, all we have a grasp of is the externalized expression, the Oisius themselves. Ah, the Oisius themselves still are expressive of that very Atzmusius Barashimah when they are revealed in their true holiness. But we have a Hasaga of the Chitzonius, which is Mukushar to the Pneumius, and the Pneumius is Mashpia to the Chitzonius. Nevertheless, all we have a Hasaga is, Be'erchenu, in our relative positioning, is the Chitzonius itself. Be'ezra Sashem. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Zusha. The audio engineer is David Kwan. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page, and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.